Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. It's a no from me. We've all been there. I don't think anybody really likes to hear the word no. It's something that's quite uncomfortable to digest and probably one of the few situations where we generally always react the same way with an element of embarrassment, potentially anger, frustration, and the one I want to focus on today, self-doubt. If you're listening to this podcast and if you focus on your growth journey regularly, you're dedicated to growing and to evolving and to doing all the self-work then maybe hearing no doesn't quite have the effect on you that it once did. I know that for me, when it comes to business, hearing no is not so difficult. It's something that I've started to come around to. I've started to understand. I've started to almost take as a little bit of a healthy challenge and it doesn't carry much weight anymore. It's something that is commonly spoken about, about how you're going to hear so many no's in business You're going to try and try again before you get it right. This is a given. We know this. But when it comes to relationships or personal life, I think the word no has more sting to it. This is where the word no still hurts. And it's so funny because, like I just said, in business, we're told you're going to get rejected over and over and over again before you get the investor, the customer, the big break, whatever it is that you're searching for. But in relationships, whilst we probably know this, we don't hear it as much. That no is more poignant and is something that we fear more. I think that makes sense. When I was listening back to an old episode of the On Tuesdays We Co-Work segment, I was talking about how there's a reason why we have this different rule for personal life and for business because I'm yes I'm so passionate about my business it means so much to me and it's one of my biggest goals and biggest drivers in life but there's still something that separates what happens in it from me I take it very personally but there's still something slightly different about what I do and who I am and when you get a no in business I think it's about what you do And yes, we are our businesses a lot of the time and we're so intertwined, but I can still put that slight wall up. But when you get a no in a personal life, in a relationship situation, that feels like somebody saying no to you and everything that you are as a person. And the reality is that is what they're saying because it is you as a person that isn't right for this situation because it is you as a person that you bring to your relationships And just saying that, it sounds so harsh. It sounds like, girl, are you running a self-development podcast to try and help people with self-belief or are you just dishing out insults? But I want to show why that doesn't have to be such a bad thing. And it doesn't actually mean what we think it means a lot of the time. I'm going to share a bit about how I deal with rejection. And I've come a long way with it. I did not used to deal with it very well at all. So I've been there. And it's a constant journey, 
But I've started to get a different take on what rejection really means and a new perspective that helps me to stay positive, go through these situations, feel what I need to feel, but not lose my self-worth or even have it brought into question as I move down this journey. So for me, when it comes to relationships, I've always been more of a a romantic than a pragmatic. I have always gone with the feelings rather than the facts. And this has been one of the pivotal changes in my personality over the last few years. And if you listen to the personality testing results episode, then you'll know exactly what I mean. We break that all down. So I'll link that episode in the show notes if you want to go and listen and just see how much we can change. But anyway, I have started to change my perspective. Perhaps it's to do with being a little bit older and starting to get to the period in my life where I'm thinking about people that I date as their potential for being a future partner, for settling down with, for having a family with. And I no longer just go for that feeling of warm fuzziness and just you know wanting to be around that person and just feeling in love which is obviously a great thing and and fundamental to to a long-term relationship but I now find myself focusing more on things like but do we have the same values are we in the same place mentally do we do we want the same things do we have a similar value system So stepping back to when I was much more emotional and romantic in terms of how I view my relationships, this meant that because I approached my relationships so personally and was so invested in that person for who they are as a person, that I took rejection also very personally. It felt like a no in a relationship was a way of saying no to everything that you are. It meant you're not good enough. And this is something that is so common. I'm sure any of us who have been in, been through breakups or even had, it'll probably stand out more if you think about had friends who've gone through breakups or relationship breakdowns. No matter how strong the person, at some point during the initial stages of the breakup, I'm pretty sure we've all said, why aren't I good enough? And we know when we're hearing our friends say it, we're like, don't be ridiculous. It's nothing to do with you and how good you are. But we've probably all said it ourselves without even maybe realizing it. So it's very easy to take it personally. But only through my own perspective shifting have I realized how actually sometimes relationship breakdowns can be completely impersonal. And I know that sounds so crazy. Those words don't seem to go together. But only through approaching my own relationships, looking for these tangible things, the same value system, everything I mentioned before, the same goals or similar goals, at least goals that align, has put me on the side of the one that is doing the rejecting sometimes, which I'm sure you've all been in that situation. But actually, this is quite new to me. I've always been, again, the emotional one, even when I knew something wasn't right, I wouldn't necessarily be the one who can call it quits or who would take the lead on that, despite being quite bossy or quite into taking the lead in other areas of my life. Again, like I said, different rules for relationships and perhaps you can associate with that. So only through learning and through going through these new experiences of being the one to say, this isn't working, 
have I learned that it really doesn't have to be personal. Sometimes I really like the person. I think they're amazing even. I really appreciate them for who they are and what they bring to the table. But I just know pragmatically that they don't fit in with my ultimate goals. And then that they had a place in my life and I wish they could still, but that place has to expire in order for each party to reach their goals. And it comes down to that ideology that everything has a season and that not everything in life has to be permanent. In fact, very little in life is permanent. So I think it takes a certain level of being able to remove yourself from the situation and look at it from an outsider perspective, which is so hard when it comes to matters of the heart. But when you experience what you deem as a rejection, Sometimes you need to take a step back and look at it from the outsider perspective and think about the reasons behind that. Were there maybe things that didn't quite fit? Were there things that you perhaps tried to sweep under the carpet that maybe wouldn't stay there for much longer? Had it run its course? And did you know that deep down? On the other side of things, sometimes you have to not look for the reason. There are so many times where I look at things and they think oh there could be so many reasons why somebody's done this I don't need to take it personally and I like to break them down and think about all the other things they could have going on in their life all the things that they want and how maybe I just don't fit into that and and that's not a bad thing but sometimes you just have to accept what is and not need to know why and that's been a hard pill for me to swallow because I love to look for the meaning in everything and I stand by that but what I've learned is that looking for the meaning in everything doesn't have to mean knowing why it happened on the other side. So you can take meaning from it and learn a lesson from it, which gives meaning to your life. But you don't have to actually know the factual reason why the other person behaved in the way they did or made whichever decision they made. And as I'm saying it, I'm really reiterating this to myself because I find that hard. I really find that hard. But sometimes what is, is just what is. And if you have been in a situation where you feel rejected, your relationship's ended or something along those lines, sometimes it's not worth wondering why. What what did I do? What didn't I do? What did they want or not want that I wanted? Sometimes it just has to be, okay, that ended. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I can't quite put my finger on it. But don't force it. I'm just going to wait because I know there'll be something that I will gain from this in the future. And that doesn't mean, you know, oh, there's something waiting for me. If you're not potentially spiritual, it doesn't mean that, you know, there's something that I was meant to have instead. But whether or not you believe everything happens for a reason or not, whatever you end up would not have happened without that happening. If we're talking about relationships, when you meet that next person, and you will, You wouldn't have met them had you still been with the previous person. One door truly does have to shut for another to open in this case, unless we're not talking about monogamy here, but that's for a different episode. So sometimes it could be months later down the line, and it might not be anything to do with another partner, because remember, there's so much to be learned from the self. It could be that a few months down the line, you've learned new things, you've put yourself out of your comfort zone because you were forced out of it. When relationships break down, that is one of the most 
surefire ways to get you out of your comfort zone. And it's one that we don't have a choice of. I think it's one of the best because when you have the option of, shall I do this? It's going to put me out of my comfort zone. Or shall I stay here where I am, where I'm safe? The best of us can often make the safe choice and not even realize we're doing it. We can justify it with a load of other reasons why we did something. But when somebody else creates an action that puts you in this position, you don't have a choice. So you have to sink or swim. And as we know, great things come from outside of the comfort zone. As I mentioned, I think what makes rejection so painful is that we question ourselves and our self-worth. And I think you have to put countermeasures into place to prevent this. I think no matter how secure you are, there will be periods of doubt. When something like this happens, it's only natural to look within and to be faced with some doubts. So it's really important to start filling yourself up. And I don't mean standing in front of the mirror and saying, you're amazing, you're amazing. And if you want to say that, if that works for you, go for it. I'm not going to knock it. But what I mean is there can be other strategies. There, There are things that aren't just to do with saying you're good, but doing things that make you feel good, doing things that improve who you are and help you become a better version of yourself every day. Because I do believe that actions is what really build our self-worth. It's not just what we tell ourselves. Self-talk is important 100%. But you have to do the actions. Because actions speak louder than words. If you're telling yourself you're a hard worker, you're a hard worker, you're on this, you're a hard worker every morning. But then you sit around and you don't do the work. You won't believe that inside. And you won't feel empowered. You won't feel good about yourself. Because deep down... Your actions are telling you more than those words that you said to yourself. So as a countermeasure, when something like this happens, fill yourself up. Think, what do I love? What am I good at? For me, it was like, okay, I'm going to train hard. I'm going to stay in the gym because it's not even about how I look. It's not that revenge body situation. It's a case of when I pull myself up over the bar, when I lift that heavy weight, when I hit a new PB on whatever exercise, I feel strong inside. And that makes me feel like I can handle whatever is coming at me. That builds up my self-worth and knows, okay, that that hurt, that rejection hurt. But look, I'm strong. I can do it. I also read. Reading, nurturing my mind makes me feel more positive, makes me feel like, oh, wow, like I just learned something new. I can learn new things. I can learn how to live by myself now. I can learn how to change and grow I can learn how to live without the thing that I've just lost another mistake I made when it came to rejection was seeing this sense of okay this is this is scary I'm out of my comfort zone this is different I know that I'm going to go through something I can feel that this is going to be difficult I'm going to be growing and that's great but I know that I'm going to have some hard times ahead so I want to face them head on And I'm going to do it all by myself because I don't want to run away and hide from them. We all know that sometimes when things get difficult, we can try to avoid it rather than deal with it straight away. And I was so scared of running away from these things and hiding them and brushing them under the carpet that I forced myself to deal with them alone for a small period. I said that I wasn't supposed to speak to friends. I shouldn't be replying to messages. I wanted to spend my weekends completely on my own so that I knew that I would have to face the pain that I felt from the rejection I went through. But this 
was really counterintuitive. And I didn't realize why until Bernadette, my friend and co-host on, on Tuesdays We Co-Work, enlightened me on this. And she said that what you're feeling now is a bit vulnerable. You've basically lost a form of love that you had in your life, or at least it's not present in the way it was before. And so you're trying to just face that. And so what you need right now is to fill yourself up on the love that you still have in your life because you have still so much of it. And you just need to remind yourself that it's there and fill that void. And we talk about voids a lot because it's a common theme in my favorite book, The Values Factor. And I think if you're like me, sometimes you think of voids and you think, oh, filling a void is like trying to put a plaster over the problem and not deal with the solution. But I've realized that it's not about that. It's not about covering up what you lost. It's about finding a way to satisfy the need you have in a way that already exists and in a way that is helpful. So in this situation, putting a plaster over something would be jumping into a new relationship, finding somebody new to give you that affection straight away when they're probably not the right person. Filling the void would be, okay, I've lost the love and affection I gained from my significant other. So now I'm going to talk to my family more and I'm going to spend more time with my friends. So I still get that love, affection and support, but just in a different way. So there's no shame in that. When you experience some sort of rejection, to use this word again, fill yourself up on all the people that do accept you and are still there and are still present in your life. And now lastly, I've used the word rejection so many times through this episode and I'm doing so purposefully because actually I think that's the way we see it but not the way that it is. I now see rejection as redirection. It is not rejection, it is redirection. Because if you think back to times when you've been on the other side of it, have there been times where you've ended a relationship but not because you never wanted that person in your life again not because you despise that person or wish they'd never been a part of your life, at least not once the dust settles and the anger subsides, but just because you know it doesn't fit the way that it should. It's not a horrible, terrible thing that you don't want at all. And obviously you must have loved it at some point, otherwise it wouldn't have happened. But it's just had its season. Its part in your life, its chapter has ended. And as with all books, the chapter has to end for the next to begin. So I try to remember that because so often it's easy to remember when you're the one doing the ending, but when you're on the receiving side of it, it can be so easy to just lose the ability to see clearly and instead feel so personally targeted by it. So I want to leave you with that. It's not rejection, it's redirection. So plan for the future. Think about where this redirection is taking you or even just flow with it and you'll look back and see how influential this turning point was but you have to make it you have to stop fighting the change and just flow with it let it happen and you will see the benefits I hope you enjoyed this episode where I'm diving into more of the emotional and personal sides of things it was a bit of an open one for me to share but something that I think we've all experienced and you know what there's no shame in it I didn't want to put it out at first because I thought it makes me look a certain type of way opening up my heart, talking about rejection. But everyone's been through it. Whether we talk about it or not, we all know what that feels like. And I think by being open, hopefully you can see that 
we all feel it, we all experience it, we all have these doubts, but it's all just a part of the versatility of life. It's all part of the growth and the journey. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend. It would mean so much to me if you would do that or if you would leave a review or even share the screenshot on Instagram. And if you do that, make sure you tag me at Leela Jasmine Sule and I will put that in the show notes. Until next time, Grow Girls. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,